skills of a good politician, for the most part, are pretty timeless. Politicians have always needed to be good at problem solving, making difficult decisions, and at public speaking. But according to master's student Katie Ryan, there is an emerging talent in the playbook of modern politicians. I'm looking at this trend called self-personalization, where politicians post about their private lives and subjects of personal life and use that to cultivate a kind of personable and relatable public persona. And I think about kind of what subjects of personal life are attractive to the public, which subjects uh, make the public uncomfortable, and what goes into kind of making the perfect private social media presence for a New Zealand politician today. I'm looking at um, eight different MPs in Aotearoa currently and looking at their activity across Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and thinking about amongst all the political content, amongst all the kind of infographics and posts about law change, where is sort of the personal stuff. At the moment I'm seeing kind of trends, there's a lot of family content, a lot of stuff about pets, a lot of stuff about children, all things that are very kind of warm and intimate. It's a way of achieving a sort of parasocial connection with the voter to then make them feel like they have a closeness with the politician and that kind of creates an enduring long-term relationship where you're more inclined to vote for them in the future. In order to create an effective relationship that will get them your vote, a politician needs to be very deliberate with what content they are posting. Katie's research explores various aspects of politicians' posts, such as engagement levels and public reaction, to figure out what the best types of posts are for a politician to build up this positive relationship. If you look at Jacinda Ardern's Facebook profile, for example, almost all of her kind of top posts in the last year have been personal content. I think the only political post that got a higher level of engagement was her talking about the Roe v. Wade um, overturning. So personal content in itself gets high engagement. And then to look at what's appealing to the public or what's sort of less appealing, I'm looking at um, I'm measuring engagement in terms of likes, heart reacts, retweets, shares, and also what's, what's in the comments, how many comments there are, and the content of the comments. The difference between a post being perceived as authentic or not balances on a knife edge. Some politicians are very good at creating posts that the public perceives as genuine and authentic, but others sometimes miss the mark and look a little bit out of place. Chris Luxon is a really good example of somebody who occasionally messes up because he'll post a picture of him at a Crusaders game or um, at a basketball game and it just looks, it's like, uh, it's a bit off, it's a bit uncanny, like he's not really supposed to be there, he's obviously putting it on for the, for the, for the camera. It gets, you know, pretty mild engagement, um, he'll get a few comments being like, you don't know what you're talking about, this is dumb, you're just putting this on for show. Some people being like, yeah, go the Crusaders, love you Luxon. Other politicians like Grant Robertson, for example, do really well in kind of communicating an authentic relationship to their sports team and therefore this kind of relatable image of themselves. Actually, sport is a really interesting example here, especially in New Zealand. 
Many politicians, mostly males, often post pictures of them at sports games to show everyone, I guess, that they were there. Because it's a way of kind of communicating a relatability and a personable nature, showing that you have deep knowledge of the sport and kind of signaling to a, a niche community who might be involved with it. Another really good example is, um, particularly with cricket, a lot of male politicians will use kind of niche signaling to point to a kind of bit of like a breather lad culture. Do you know the kind of sink the ship hat? Chris Fisher wears that like a lot when he goes to cricket games. And a regular person who has no interest in cricket wouldn't really know what that means. But for, you know, my brother, who's a typical lad breather, loves cricket for some reason, he sees that and he's like, he knows, you know, he knows what's up. So there's kind of, by communicating, you know, special knowledge, niche knowledge, community knowledge about the sport or about any hobby in particular, um, you're sort of making those bonds even stronger, making that intimacy even stronger. What's interesting here is that the importance of self-personalization is not this prominent in other countries around the world. Unlike in America or the UK, New Zealand is a place where politicians need to engage with the public on a personal level rather than exclusively a political one. You know, every country has a unique context because we have a quite a long history and culture of intimacy in our political space you know you can kind of you can go down to your local MP office and have a yarn to them if you want most people have potentially seen the Prime Minister in person they're on you know talk back radio shows every morning they're often on TV you know you won't see in the UK you won't see a politician at a sports game just hanging out in the crowd that's unheard of there's less of that um, cultural intimacy in the political sphere and so there's sort of different ways that politicians go about the self-personalization In New Zealand, we have sort of certain ways that we raise our kids, more of a focus on family, and there's different expectations for what's acceptable. With family being such a crucial part of our culture, politicians take every chance they can get to show the nation that they are loving and caring. And there's no one better at it than Jacinda Ardern. Jacinda is a really interesting case study because... She's definitely, she's done it in a way that's so kind of strategic and I think purposeful. For example, she doesn't share her daughter's face on social media, but she still finds a way to create this image of her as a mother and, you know, having a cute kid at home. And I think the lockdown was a kind of pivotal moment for her where she was posting every day, doing Facebook live streams from home in a hoodie, no makeup on, like talking to the public. And again, that's sort of, she's created a I think a lot of people find that they have, you know, people call her Auntie Jacinda. There's a very kind of familial, intimate relationship with her, even though you probably never met her or talked to her in your life. She can kind of then use that in her kind of public political life. So kind of making side jokes about her family or her home life. People don't see that as inauthentic because she's sort of developed that persona over time. Very clearly, politicians are aware of the traits of New Zealand culture. They are very aware that we are compassionate and that we are patriotic about our sports teams and about our hobbies. So they utilise this as much as they can so that we view them not as some disconnected leader of society, but instead as just a normal person. But what does this mean for New Zealand politics in general? 
There's a sort of debate right now going on on whether or not personalization as a whole is a good thing. Because on one side, you're kind of detracting from hard news, from actual politics. You're detracting from sort of the real issues that people see, the hard news. On the other side, you're getting people more engaged with politics. Um, You're getting maybe young people who are on social media more interested in their politicians. If people don't have that kind of high barrier of having to know a lot about politics to get invested in it, then um, they might, you know, feel more inclined to follow political news or read up about politicians if they kind of have that sense of um, personal relationship to them. With that debate, I think an overall argument with that is that there's always been passion in politics, there's always been personality, there's always been politicians using their humour or using what they've gained in their personal life to get ahead and to get votes. And it's just now that it's kind of emerging through our media and through our social media. So I think decrying the presence of emotion and humour and personality in politics is sort of critiquing something that's been there for a long time. It's just kind of becoming more visible now with the rise of first of all traditional media in the 20th century and now social media. We'll kind of see where it goes in the future I think in terms of how our media evolves and how our perception of kind of our politicians private selves changes over time.